Jerome Bettis, and you're listening to the Fantasy Football Plug Podcast. You know why they call me Prison Mike? Do you really expect us to believe you're somebody else? Do you really expect me to not push you up against the wall, biatch? Tune in, this is where it's at. The Fantasy Football Plug Podcast. You know that we got it popping. Oh yeah, that's apparent. Got a shout out to my homie, one and only Jay Parrish. Yeah, tune in, you already know what's up. They call him the Fantasy Football Plug. It's time to turn it up. I bet you can't get enough. Got him bouncing like they in Louisiana, huh, bruh? Hey, the Fantasy Football Plug Podcast. Let's go. What's good, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy Football Plug podcast. I'm the Fantasy Football Plug, otherwise known as Jay, a.k.a. Beef, a.k.a. Plug, a.k.a. Plugger, whatever you want to call me. It's up to you. Um, This is the Love Em or Leave Em episode. Uh, Basically, just going to tell you whether I would love a player or leave their ass for somebody else to draft. Um, I put out a questionnaire or, or, you know, a question and answer deal on um, Instagram and some, a lot of people have actually reached out. So I picked out a few and um, I'll get to more as we go. I'll do more episodes of this and I'll do some more male motherfucker episodes and uh, answer all these questions for everybody and hopefully give you some general, you know, good analysis and uh, some stuff you can take to the bank for your drafts. Um, first things first, want to say what's up to Biggie Pink Picks. He's a beast. Y'all need to get on IG and follow this dude. He's got awesome analysis. He's got a great show. I'm really looking forward to being on there with him and having him on mine. Um, just a just a overall good dude. Um, but check him out at Piggy Bank Picks. Um, saying what's up to Heart to Start. Uh, my boys over there with their YouTube channel. Y'all need to check that out. Really good content. Um, Brings back the nostalgia and the fun of fantasy football. You know what I'm saying? Like whenever you do the draft and and it's not about just football and and picks and all that stuff. It's about camaraderie and and having a good time with your boys and uh, just enjoying the whole experience and the atmosphere. And they definitely got that in spades, man. They 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 show you what's up. They they make you definitely get excited for the season. <clears throat> so go to at heart to start. H-E-A-R-T, regular spelling, to start. Um, real good guys. Real good guys. Love uh, getting on and doing mocks with them. We've been doing some Zooms. Um, just having a good time with these guys. So definitely make sure you give them a follow. Um, draft with Red Zone. I keep mentioning this, and I will continue to mention this until everybody gets familiar. This is probably going to be one of the dopest. Uh, I hate saying draft kits because it's not... That's not exactly what it is, but it is a kit for your draft day. So I guess maybe you could say that. Um, not sure. It's got a what to exactly call it. All I know is it's fucking sick. Um, get on to www.draftwithredzone.com. Order your packet. And if you use the code FFPLUG, you get an extra $20 off. And it's a crazy good value. Um, I believe he takes care of shipping and all that shit. So, I mean, you definitely need to get on there. He's doing a promo where you get two championship rings right now. But y'all need to get on there and do it quick because eventually it's going to stop because there's no way this dude's making money on this stuff. He's just doing it for the love of the game and the love of fantasy football and being able to get out there and and get his brand going. So, y'all need to take advantage quick. Um, Draftwithredzone.com where you can get this draft day package. Two rings. 
um, a draft board with the color coded stickers with the positions and everything. I mean, it just it, it's got everything you need. It's also got a sign that you put around the loser from last season's neck. It's fucking great. It just says loser on it, but I mean, it's hilarious. I can't wait to get ours because I already know whose neck I'm going to be putting that motherfucker around. Um, anyway, draftwithredzone.com. Get on there and take a look. Fantasy Football BS. Y'all go see their content. They're fantastic. At Fantasy Football BS. Um, let me see. Mock Draft Central. I believe I'm saying that correctly. I apologize if I'm not. Um, they've been awesome when it comes to this uh, mock drafting. Uh, real good guy. I just really enjoy watching. Like anytime they have a post, I always try to make sure that I take a look at it because they know what the hell they're talking about. Uh, let me see here. <clears throat> forgive me, y'all. Forgive me. Yeah, at Mock Draft Central. Go and check them out. Um, again, forgive me if I'm forgetting anybody. I'll make sure to uh, holler at y'all and give you a shout out later on. Just if there's ever anything that you need or anything you want me to go over, don't hesitate to reach out. And I'll be happy to do that for you. So, uh, oh, one more thing. If y'all are ever looking for a, 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 Cad- a Cadillac, a Subaru, anything like that, hit up Classic Cadillac and Subaru. Y'all need to go see Tom Murray, Bill Khatib. Um, I hope I'm pronouncing that last name right, Bill. My bad, man. You're one of my boys. Uh, Mikhail, Mikhail Williams, he's he's the used car director over there. Um, Brian Long, Joey Lonsdale, myself, James Smith, Jamin Workmaster, uh, just a number of good guys. Mike Slocum, um, y'all see me giving some shouts to him on on IG. That's my dude. Uh, let's see, come see Briar Newton. He's one of our one of our salespeople. Uh, Scott Fry, he's one of our salespeople over in Subaru. Come see Ethan Ventura, a guy over in Cadillac. I mean, it's just if you want great service, great vehicles. And just all the ground, all around great people come to Classic Cadillac off Roswell Road. Anyway, moving forward with the love them or leave them. <clears throat> so the first one I got here is Julian Edelman. Um, I uh, leave him if you ask me. Uh, look, I know that a lot of people want to argue because he's going to be the number one there. I, I just don't. Me, I'm more of a I, I want to trust the guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to make sure that if I'm drafting somebody, unless he falls late, 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 I want to make sure I'm drafting somebody in his ADP that I can really trust. Um, when Brady was there, shit, I mean, yeah, he's he's worth a, a pickup in the early rounds for sure. But because, you know, Brady would feed him. Brady's got his slot guys and has got his specific dudes that he likes to pass to. But Brady's not there anymore. He's in Tampa. So Julian Edelman, I say leave him. new QB. Even though they've been working out together, they've been they've been spotted working a bunch together. So I mean that's that's great, but that still doesn't mean shit to me. I don't that doesn't that doesn't translate into a game if you ask me. Like he might aim for him, but that doesn't mean that he's you know what I mean? he doesn't have the kind of defense that these defenses are going to be playing on Edelman and on Stidham. So it, it's still suspect to me. Um, he's a smaller receiver that doesn't show that he's smaller by going after the ball. And he's a physical receiver. That's he's also an injury risk. He gets hurt. So hopefully he doesn't get hurt this season. I ne- like I say in every episode, I never wish injury on anybody, no matter what, no matter who you are. Um, but it's been seen that that Edelman is an injury risk. He does get hurt. Um, he will be the number one in the offense, like I said before, as far as we know. So 
I mean, it's completely up to you, but leave them in my opinion. Um, Gardner Jorts Minshew is, is what my guy called him on Instagram. Um, <laughs> it's a pretty good name. Anyway, uh, love him. Um, second year as a starter, may have some bugs worked out. Um, he's been able to go and practice now and start getting some kinks out and stuff. Now that all this stuff's starting to clear up a little bit, uh, it's looking like players are starting to be able to get together to opening facilities. Coaches are allowed to uh, go to the facilities now, which is great. <clears throat> Excuse me. So he's able to get some reps in. And, uh, I mean, you could see what he did last season. I mean, it was, he uh, 3,271 yards in 12 games started with 21 touchdowns. Now that he has a chance for 16 games, the sky's the limit. I mean, if you do that crazy math, where you want to see what you know what they were averaged out for? I mean, you can. I mean, that's that's a good amount of of, of yardage, good touchdown ratio, um, and he's got DJ Shark. I mean, DJ Shark is a beast, man. I mean, he's got Westbrook, which is you know Westbrook is fine. Um, a few other weapons there, of course. You got Fournette, and now they've got um, Tyler Eifert, uh, which is a great tight end. He's a great receiving tight end whenever he plays, as long as he's not hurt. Um, but you know, I think Minshew is definitely a love him for me. I would definitely, I would aim for him in the, in the later rounds and the way that as, as deep as QB is right now, chances of him lasting to like damn near 12, 12th round and after extremely high, uh, unless somebody just wants to take him based on the swagger, being able to say that they drafted uncle Rico, which is funny, um, but stupid, <laughs> um, that's fine. I mean, that's up to you. Uh, again, it's not, you know, I'm not drafting your team. I'm just trying to help you get all the weapons that you can, you know, give, give you some of the analysis to give you the weapons in order to have the best team possible. <clears throat> Excuse me, but Gardner Minshew is definitely a love him for me. I think he's going to do great this season. Um, another one that was asked, Todd Gurley. Y'all know how I feel about Todd Gurley. He's a sleeper for me, which is so fucking weird to say, but I, I love him. I think Todd Gurley is going to be sick this year. I mean, he's still an elite running back in my opinion. And I understand the NFL is a business. Um, the Rams let Gurley go in order to save a ton of money. Makes sense in that aspect. Um, the Falcons got themselves a steal in Gurley and they are going to, come on, buddy. Excuse me that I had to let my dog off the stool that he jumps up on. Forgive me. That's real professional. Anyway, they found a steal in Gurley whenever they drafted him because the Falcons actually use their running backs. The only thing about Gurley that makes me nervous is his knee um, or knees, plural. Uh, they still don't know exactly how his knees are holding up, but it, it's, it seems to me and what it sounds like to me is that he's doing just fine. So... From from the reports that I just recently read, uh, but again, injury risk is always something you got to look at. But Gurley held up fine last season. They just didn't use him the way he sh they should have. But he still fucking killed it. I mean, the guy had twelve touchdowns. I mean, he was he he did very well last season for the shitty use that they gave him. Um, plus, I mean, if you look at their depth chart, Brian Hill, eh, Quadri Allison. Allison, excuse me, eh, Ito Smith, eh, I mean, he's in no danger of losing that starting position. They just need to give him the ball, and the Falcons are definitely the type of team that does like to run the ball. Um, also, throw the ball to the uh, running backs out of the backfield. He's an elite receiving back. 
it's it's shown in the past. I mean, he is phenomenal in PPR. So Gurley, unless somebody like a fan or something of, of Georgia football or Falcons football, Mark, I'm talking to you. Mark's a homeboy of mine who's in our league. Um, they'll jump on him soon, like quickly, which could suck because he's going to end up being good regardless. I mean, you could draft him early if you want to, and he's still going to put up points for you. He's still going to put up yards. He's going to get the opportunity, and that's huge in fantasy football. Opportunity is huge. Um, it, anyway, Todd Gurley, definitely a love him for me. Uh, DeAndre Swift, this is a really interesting one. Shout out, uh, hard to start for this one. Um, my boy Jay, let's see. So, DeAndre Swift for me is a love him. Um, he's he's going to take that starting job with the Lions. Uh, I don't have any doubt. I have no problem with on Johnson except the fact that he can't stay on the field. If he could stay on the field, then you could be really worried. I know he's healthy, quote unquote, right now. But even being healthy, I just see I see on Johnson taking a backseat to DeAndre Swift after they give him the ball a few times and see what this kid can do. He's unreal. Um, he was drafted out of the University of Georgia. This is the Detroit Lions, second round, 35th overall. You don't draft a running back that early unless you plan on using him. This dude is special. Uh, has been said to be the best running back in the draft. Went to a great place to be a starting job to get the jo- uh, starting job quickly. Um, like I said, carry on is there. Might slow it down a little bit at first, but then Swift is going to take off and end up just being a, a beast there. Um, he's a threat from anywhere on the field. His burst is damn near untouchable, and his north south stop and go ability is is banana. It's nuts. It's bananas. Um, at Georgia. He rushed for 1,218 yards on 196 carries, posting 6.2 yards per carry with seven touchdowns on the ground while catching 24 passes for 216 yards and a touchdown through the air. So some may say he's not a passing back or a pass catching back. He is. Uh, Don't get it twisted. He is. And the NFL is definitely good at, at turning a back that's not really much of a passing back, quote unquote, into a catch, into a pass catching back. I mean, look at Leonard Fournette last year. Everybody said... He wasn't really much of a pass-catching back. He didn't catch a ton of passes in his first season, but shit, last season he caught 70 passes. That's a huge jump for him. I'm just saying, if they want Swift to be a pass-catching back, he's going to be a pass-catching back. And he's got Stafford throwing him the ball, and Stafford is very keen on dumping the ball off to his running backs out of the backfield. Um, if he doesn't have anything downfield, he's, he's very good at that. Because Stafford can pad the hell out of his stats by doing that, and especially with a guy like DeAndre Swift. Swift will get yardage after the catch. It's I guarantee it. Um, he can step into an every-down role and will quickly. Uh, I mean, like I said, Carrion has played 18 games in his career so far, so I wouldn't really be worried, and I would draft Swift with confidence. Um, he could end up being the steal of the draft. He really could. Uh I just I love him. I think DeAndre Swift is definitely a love him for me. Um, Evan Ingram, love him. Uh, he's an injury risk, so it's a little it's a little nerve wracking there. But man, when this kid is on the field, he's a he's a juggernaut. I mean, even though he's been bitten by the injury bug, he's still an elite talent. In 2019, with only six games started, he was targeted 68 times and hauled in 44 of them. Okay, so I mean, he's got he's got hands. He got uh, caught 
for 467 yards and three touchdowns. Now, if you do those inflated stats, like I said before, like most people like to do, that puts him being on track for 1,245 yards and eight touchdowns. Would he have gotten that? I don't know. Probably not as a tight end. I mean, that's crazy elite. I mean, that's Gronkowski and Jimmy Graham back when Graham was with the Saints way back in the day when he was crazy elite. Um, so I don't know. But, you know, Daniel Jones loves his tight end. And if on the field, Ingram will bow, man. And I'm not referring to fashion. Even if or even with the injury history, I love the guy. I think he's gonna I think he's gonna ball out. He's a great tight end. He's got good hands. He's really good after the catch. And he runs great routes. I mean, Evan Ingram is just a great ball player all around. I would draft him with confidence. Um I wouldn't worry about the injury risks too much. Even though he has been bitten by the injury bug, still, uh, I would I would draft him with confidence for sure. And he's going in later rounds, so he could end up being a steal. Nick Chubb, leave him. Last season, he was a beast. Okay, don't don't get me wrong. He was he was rushing like crazy, but that was until Hunt came back. Last season, six out of the eight games played together, Hunt outperformed Chubb. Okay, Chubb is a monster of a talent. But while he is, he has talent. I mean, so does Kareem Hunt. You see what I mean? Like Kareem Hunt is an elite running back. I mean, he just is. You saw what he did at Kansas City. But as if he's got to share the backfield with it with a guy like that, it's not like it's not like Gurley sharing the backfield with fucking Brian Hill. You know what I mean? It's just too risky for my liking. I just ah. It's a lot of people are going to disagree with me here, and I'm fine with that. That's totally fine. Everybody has their own opinions. Like I said, fuck analysis. Like you know, don't worry about what I have to say. If you feel it, if you want him, go ahead and and, and draft him. That's fine. I'm just telling you that there's too much risk for my liking because of Kareem Hunt. Chubb averaged 6.7 fewer points with Hunt on the field, so that's 13 points compared to the 19.7 during Hunt's suspension. Meanwhile. Hunt averaged 4.6 catches per game and 12.6 PPR points per game in 2019. That was enough to start discussions about Hunt potentially finding a feature role again. The fact that Hunt wasn't picked up off of, um, like, uh, what was off waivers or whatever, like, the fact that he didn't get picked up is weird, is really strange to me, but the Browns got very lucky. They got very lucky in keeping Kareem Hunt because, God, man, I mean, everybody talks about handcuff potential, and I've got an episode coming up like the most, the 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 most valuable handcuffs. They play Hunt enough to where you don't even have to call him a handcuff, but holy shit, if one of them get hurt, the other's gonna explode. Hunt gets hurt, Chubb's gonna explode. Chubb gets hurt. Hunt's going to explode. It's it's a no-brainer. Like, it's you, you can draft – if you're asking me my opinion, I would go after Hunt in the later rounds rather than Chubb in the early rounds it, because Hunt has so much potential to take over that backfield or possibly get traded off and end up balling out for some other team. I mean, he is definitely trade bait. Like, somebody will give a lot for him – for, well, you know, enough for him to play as a feature back there. I, I can't believe that Houston didn't jump on him or anything, but I guess they wanted David Johnson so bad and they wanted to get rid of DeAndre Hopkins so bad that they just said, fuck it. So, but Kareem Hunt is definitely worth a draft uh, draft pick. 
in the later rounds. Um, what I've been seeing, I mean, he, I've seen him go as early as the sixth and seventh, and I'm like, shit, that's a little too early for me. But I get it. Who knows? I mean, everybody has their own opinions, okay? So with with everything I'm saying, you can trust I'm, I'm going to give you the best analysis possible. I'm not telling you that I'm the end-all, be-all, but I'm pretty good at this shit. And I, I've, I've had luck in, in seeing what's going to happen. And I just think that Kareem Hunt's going to end up being a starting running back for another team or for the Browns. But Nick Chubb is too damn good for them to let him go. So I think Kareem Hunt eventually will end up being on another team and he'll end up getting the feature role there. So if you get Hunt, or, you know, you, you get Hunt in this draft this season, there's a possibility, there's a pretty good possibility you're going to end up having him as a feature role running back that you stole in the later rounds, mid late rounds. Uh, I'm going after him. If he's, if he's in the spot where I think he's worth pulling the trigger, I'm going to get him. And that's probably round, I'd say eight, nine around that spot. I think he's worth that. Um, again, some might disagree. Don't give a shit. All right. So Stefan Diggs, everybody knows how I feel about him. If you're paying any attention to me on my podcast, if you're listening, if you're, if you're watching my IG, I love him. Um, Stefan Diggs, I, I say this stat all the time. He's got the highest percentage of contested catches. Catches, not contested passes, contested catches. Um, I believe it's uh, uh, 60, 61 point, or 61%. Since 2017, which is the highest of anyone, anyone in the NFL. And Josh Adams, or Josh Adams, Jesus Christ, Josh Allen, forgive me, has been working out with him, with Brown, with with Beasley, and the reports are he and Diggs are really clicking. So I love Diggs. Um, I mean, just to give you perspective, in 2019, he balled out with 94 targets and 63 receptions for 1,130 yards and six touchdowns, okay? That's after he, I don't want to say the word bitched and moaned, but after he cried about, you know, Cousins not giving him the ball. And I always say, squeaky wheel gets the grease, which is very true. He got that grease because, I mean, he killed it after that point. Um, And I don't think Josh Allen wants, wants his, you know, number one receiver to complain or bitch about him. So I think Allen is going to be that kind of guy who wants to get along with everybody or at least make his number one the happiest number one on the field and give him the ball. Um, so with a Josh Allen-led offense, just to kind of say, Allen is another love him. I'm just going to say that. I don't have to go into much analysis. I think Josh Allen is one of the QBs I'm definitely going to be targeting. I targeted him last season. Had him, dropped him, had him again, and just every game, I mean, his his rushing ability – I mean, that's where it goes to show he's one of my favorite QBs in fantasy football as well as real football. I've always hated it when people say real football because fantasy is real to me. <laughs> but he's had some accuracy issues when he first got into the league, and that has steadily been getting better as time has gone. And, you know, he's gotten better with it. But if you go by the stats of last year, he completed 58.8% of his passes. It's not great, but the great thing for Allen is that Diggs has hands for days, and as I stated before, 61% of contested catches. So say Allen, even if Allen is getting better, but you know the defenses get better and stuff, and they learn, Allen's going to toss the ball up, and guess who's going to be there to catch it? 
even if it's contested, Diggs is that good. He can get that ball. He's got jump ball skills and and hands, like I said, for days, and he's really aware of where his feet are. Um, just look back to the Minnesota Miracle. There, I fucking said it, and that's the only time I'm going to say it. Um, <laughs> the Bills gave up four draft picks to get Diggs. That would, in my opinion, that catapults him to a wide receiver one. If I gave up four draft picks for anybody, they're going to be on the fucking field, and they're going to be fed big time because I'm going to get my money's worth. That's just that's just the long and short of it. That's what it's going to be. Um, but again, I, I think Diggs is going to be very good for Allen. Allen's going to be very good for Diggs because Allen's got some rushing ability, and they've got to pay attention to what's going on with Allen. They've got to stack the box a little bit. They've, I mean, defenses aren't going to really know what the hell to do, especially with Singletary and Moss in the backfield. Um, that's a whole other episode to go into about whether I would take Singletary or Moss or what I want to do with any of them, which I'll go into later on. But because of all that, because of Beasley in the slot, um, because of John Brown being able to spread the field with, with Diggs, Diggs is going to be the number one wide receiver. Allen's going to be a beast because of Diggs and Diggs is going to be a beast because of Allen, because Allen is going to throw him the ball and defenses aren't going to be able to pay attention to everything on the field. It just, I just don't see that happening. So love Stefan Diggs. Um, that's it for this episode, guys. I know it was kind of quick, uh, about 20 minutes worth. I hope, um, I hope you enjoyed the episode. Hope you all have a fantastic weekend. Um, hit me up on Instagram at the fantasy football plug podcast, um, or at the FF plug podcast. And, uh, make sure to leave me a, a direct message. If you have any questions, uh, leave comments on any of my my uh, feed that I put on there for my my analysis and you know the plug prospects, the plug sleepers, and all that. And um, I'll be happy to answer your questions. I am going to do another mail motherfucker episode here pretty soon, and I'll answer a ton of those questions as well. Um, I appreciate everybody's support. I really do. I appreciate all the love that I'm getting from a lot of these guys. I'm sure there are some haters out there just just being quiet, which I'm fine with. Just keep that shit to yourself. Um, but Again, piggy bank picks, hard to start, draft with red zone, fantasy football BS, fantasy football duo, snap fantasy football. Uh, man, I know there are some that I'm missing. Um, um, let me see. Uh, oh, Burgers, Brats, Burgers and Brats podcast. I appreciate y'all having me on. Um, that was just awesome. The Braxton, dude, you've got some serious skills and you know how to make your guests sound great. Um, I know that. <laughs> As I was and my guy, I told him, I was like, man, I don't know a whole lot about today's NBA because after playing ball and getting out of it, I kind of I kind of lost my love for basketball. It's, it's starting to come back, though. Um, but I just I didn't know a whole lot. He He's like, that's fine. We kept going. And man, he still made me sound great. So definitely give that a listen. Um, it was an awesome episode. It was a lot of fun to do. I really appreciate y'all having me on, man. Go on to iTunes, Spotify, uh, shit. I think he's on Pandora too. I mean, just go subscribe, listen to my guys. It, it's a great podcast. Again, go on to YouTube, uh, get on the heart to start fantasy football podcast. Um, subscribe to that. Check out their videos. They're fantastic. Uh, love watching stuff like BDGE, uh, with Nick and, um, his guys on there, I believe it's snacks and animal. Uh, great show. Uh, just giving you guys some, some, some ideas of what to watch just so you can get ready for the fantasy season. Listen to me, shit, subscribe <laughs> if you don't mind on iTunes, um, Spotify, Google. Uh, I mean, there's a anchor is a, there's a ton of, of, um, 
streaming outlets there that, that, that I'm actually on. Um, again, I appreciate everybody. Appreciate all your love. Appreciate you listening. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Let me know if there's anything you guys want me to talk about, want me to promote, want me to say anything. Shout outs to anybody. If they even listen, I don't even know if I have that many listeners, but eventually I will. I think I'll keep this going and, uh, I think we've got some good shit going. So I'm going to have some uh, guests here pretty soon. I'm looking forward to uh, my boy Piggy from Piggy Bank Picks, my uh, my guys from Heart to Start. I want to have them on. I'm going to have Burgers and Brats. Um, fellas from Bears, Brews, and the Bros, SmokingJ.plc, Fantasy Renegade, and Fantasy Sweetness. Y'all got to get on Spotify and cop that. It is a great podcast. Um Great guys, great content. They've been helping me out so much through this whole thing so I can keep my game going. Um, looking forward to having them on the podcast soon. Looking forward to being on theirs if they'll have me. Uh, just just a lot of love, and I appreciate everybody for that. Um, the uh, Pint Glass Football Podcast, really good podcast, y'all. Y'all need to listen to it. Some of the best analysis you can find in sports. I mean, it's just a, it's just a really, really good podcast. They know exactly what they're talking about. It's good shit. Um, anyway, y'all, that's it. I know I've been uh, drawing this out a little bit more, giving my thanks and stuff, but I always want to show appreciation to anybody helping me, anybody showing me love and show the love back. So anyway, y'all have a great weekend. I'll holler at you. I'm out. In prison, you are somebody's bitch. Oh, and you, you, my friend, would be the belle of the ball. Don't drop the soap. Don't drop the soap. Tune in, this is where it's at, the Fantasy Football Plug Podcast, you know that we got it poppin', oh yeah, that's apparent, got a shout out to my homie, one and only Jay Parrish, yeah, tune in, you already know what's up, they call him the Fantasy Football Plug, it's time to turn it up, I bet you can't get enough, got him bouncing like they in Louisiana, huh, bruh, hey, the Fantasy Football Plug Podcast, let's go.